Today's podcast is sponsored by Atlas Salt. Enjoy. This is the Commodity Culture Podcast, where we interview prominent investors, fund managers, analysts, and company CEOs to give you an edge when it comes to investing in the commodity space. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Commodity Culture, where we break down the commodity space for both new and experienced investors. My name is Jesse Day, and before we dive in, standard disclaimer, nothing here is investing advice. Do your own due diligence. And today's guest is the CEO of Atlas Salt, which owns 100% of the Great Atlantic Salt Deposit, strategically located in western Newfoundland in the middle of the robust eastern North America road salt market. And coming to us from Newfoundland, it's Mr. Rick LaBelle. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jesse. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have you here. And I want to get started like I do with all new guests with the origin story. So you've just been announced as the new CEO for Atlas Salt. Salt as a commodity, I think, is very fascinating. It's not talked about often, so I'm I'm excited to dive into that. But first off, you've got quite a background in the mining sector. So tell us about that, um, how you first discovered the mining space and how that led you to becoming the CEO of Atlas Salt. Well, thank you for that, Jesse. Um, I'm a fourth generation underground miner. Uh, my my kids are following our footsteps. I have two daughters in mining also. They are trailblazers in their own right and doing very well. So long history, underground mining. Um, the I put myself through school working underground, saving money, saving enough money to go to post-secondary. I have been involved and, uh, and, and touched or been underground in most underground mines, if not all underground mines in Canada, either through exploration, drilling, supplying explosives, designing or building the actual mines. So, uh, no, that's, that's my story. It's, 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 uh, it's all about mining. Um, um, we, we pride ourselves on, on, on building, um, uh, the right minds at the right time at the right cost uh, safely. So great. Well, let's dive into salt as a commodity right now because it's played such a key role throughout human history. But people tend to take it for granted, and particularly when it comes to investment, it's not a commodity that comes up very often. But it's used in a surprising amount of products. A recent study also suggested up to twenty percent of the lithium used in batteries could eventually be replaced with sodium derived from salt. Now, your interest in salt is targeted mostly towards the road salt sector, plus perhaps the pharmaceutical industry. For those new to hearing about salt as a commodity, could you walk us through its main uses and why investors should be paying attention? Demand for salt in Canada and the U.S. is outstripping supply by by a material amount. And I'm not sure... People realize that uh, we import in North America around 10 or 12 million tons of salt from Africa and from Latin America. So there is a shortage um, and there will continue on being a shortage. And um, and what we have planned is to build a mine for 2.5 million tons, scalable, um, up to 4 million tons. So we're not trying to 
take over the market. We want to participate in the market. Demands out stripping supply. There's aging mines in North America. So this will be a new mine, very sophisticated, highly productive. There's been no new mines um, in North America for 20 or 25 years. So we're going to be state-of-the-art. We're right on the port. Um, on the commodity side, uh, I think it's a sweet space. The uh, people are concerned about inflation, concerned about trade blocks coming up, and there will be trade blocks coming up sooner than later. Um, and inflation is, has not been wrestled down yet. Um, and there's a potential recession. Salt does not experience any of those things. Trade blocks doesn't mean anything. Um, a recession doesn't mean anything. Um, a slowdown. Everybody needs salt in North America, and it's one of the best predictable, stable commodities being supplied in North America. What we are, what we, what, and I'm not trying to be cute here, but there is going to be another winter. We're, we're, we're going to start another winter and there's going to be winters for as long as I'm around and we need salt. And I, I don't know, um, myself, when there's a storm out, icy roads, I don't leave my kids, take the car and drive away. I wait until the salt truck passes and that's pretty predictable. And, um, and we have, um, a supply side issue. Now on the, uh, on the added value, um, uh, line that you've talked about, batteries, so on and so forth. That is naturally going to be looked into. But right now, our mine is a supply of void that, that is, exists today and it's forecasted to exist um, in a foreseeable future. But there is no doubt that we are going to be looking at uh, specializing and creating an added value product line. And could you walk us through some points about the geology of salt as much as you're able to? Um, are there different kinds of salt deposits? Are there different grades of salt? And maybe you could also speak to the mining methodology used to extract it. Yeah, absolutely. So this, um, I'll, I'll, I'll speak about this property. Uh, it has uh, plus 95% purity. Uh, it's, 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 it's naturally it is a massive um, a mineral deposit. It has a minimum, an absolute bare minimum of 30 years of reserve. Um, and you need to, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll put a little pointer here. We have a, um, a feasibility study that's coming around the corner. And, 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 and please note that you, that, that you should all be looking at that um, because it'll be even more interesting than what the PEA said. So it's a massive uh, materials uh, deposit. Um, it's by a port. Uh, the mining method, it's, it's post-pillar. It's, it's, a, it's a pillar mining method. Um, the rock is soft. It's natural. There are, there are no um, impurities or very little impurities. There's no... Toxic chemicals. Um, we don't need a a tailings facility. Uh, we don't need to uh, treat the material for any reason. It is naturally high grade. 
and as, and as pure as it gets in terms of underground mining is plus 95%. Um, and we're going to mine it through the two declines. Uh, we're going to drive them at the same time. Very simple. We, 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 we will be getting down there with pickups. You know, our, our plan is to buy F-150 lightning pickups. Um, the roads that we build underground and salt mines are a very high quality, uh, likely uh, better roads than what, uh, what we have on our streets. But, um, yeah, no, it's, 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 it's a, it, I, I say it's simple, uh, but, but it is not a complex deposit. This one is very unique because of its thickness. Um, it's, it's, and, and because it's, uh, near, um, near a, uh, deep sea port, actually. So that's what makes it different. Uh, we're going to conveyor belt it right to the port. Very interesting. I want to touch on the financial side of the salt sector because it's featured 5.2 billion U.S. in acquisitions by private equity since 2020. And both Cargill and Coke Industries, the largest two private companies in America, have invested billions in the past two years in this industry. So obviously, there's smart money in the sector. How important is that? And what does that say about the importance of the salt industry? Sure. And uh, that's uh, so so private equity is notorious for um, and all for good reason. Um, we, we don't like to sell um, products or services that other people tell us what the prices are. So this is an oligopoly. There's three or four players. Um, and it's not the London Stock Exchange that's going to tell us what they're going to pay us by the pound or by the ton or by the ounce. We set our own prices. So, And that's called a price taker mechanism versus a, a, a price maker versus a price taker. And private equity, whenever... They look at at an industry and the fact that it's mostly owned by private equity now, other than one, um, tells you that uh, that uh, that uh, it's a good space and and it's and it's um, just keep in mind it's predictable and it's stable, um, which is very unusual in today's business world to to be able to predict um, how much you're going to sell. And, and what you're going to get paid for over a long time horizon. So, uh, I, I, I believe that it's, it's a perfect place for private equity. And, and, uh, and that's, uh, and to be brutally honest, that's exactly why we're doing it. It's, it's a good place to be. Well, in the U.S. specifically, we've seen shortages in many commodities because of a reliance on heavy overseas imports. So clear cases are lithium, of which there's only one active mine at the moment, uranium, a favorite commodity on this show, in which there are no active mines in the U.S. producing anything, uh, any sizable amount of uranium at the moment, and salt, which relies on a lot of imports from Chile and North Africa. So can you talk about the supply chain problems the United States may face in light of what's happening in the world today with China and Russia, obviously a big part of the equation. Sure. So, so I think there's, there's two things. One is um, the environment, uh, the weather's more, not, it's not as predictable as it used to be. So let's, and 
I think we all know that. Um, actually, there's three things. And two, uh, there is, yes, security of supply um, from overseas is a factor. Uh, I believe that in North America, uh, we're going to have to uh, pay a, a little bit extra uh, to have uh, security of supply tightened up, which means the product's probably going to have to come from North um, from North America. <clears throat> but but the third and the most important thing, and I touched on it before, it's about um, our own personal security. Um, to none of us in Canada or the northeastern U.S. drive around without following a salt truck or or, or shortly thereafter. Um, the roads are icy and, and the only way, one of the things that, you know, other than having great winter tires, which we should all have, uh, but, but, but having salt on the road is a necessity that we just can't do without. And I believe society in North America will pay whatever they need to pay to make sure that they get salt on time, the right quality of salt, um, with, with guaranteed supply on their roads. Well, before we dive into Atlas Salt, I'd like to take a step back and looking at maybe the overall commodities complex and inflation and tying salt into that as well, because inflation's obviously been quite elevated for over two years. Um, central banks have said on numerous occasions it's going to take longer than many people expect to bring inflation back down. So with this in mind, how important are investments in commodities to one's portfolio. And you mentioned earlier that salt is a, is a great hedge against inflation. It's not as affected by those forces. So maybe you could speak to that a little bit more as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So me personally, uh, in my opinion, and I'm doing it now, is, uh, is I would, I'll use the word bulk, I would bulk into commodities that are not sensitive to, um, you know, uh, I would bulk into commodities that you just can't do without. Uh, I think that's the best way to do, to say it. And, 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 you know, the examples are, um, uranium, um, potash, um, salt. And I would be very careful in commodities that are being sourced from, um, from over from China, uh, etc., because they're going to slow down and they're going to reduce their buy-in. Um, I'd be careful with that. If it was me, uh, I would. Well, what I'm telling all of my kids: you only buy things that people can't do without. That is the best way uh to create wealth long term. You buy things that people can't do without. And I believe salt, uranium and potash is along along that uh that mindset. Well said. Very interesting philosophy. Um and obviously we're big in commodities on this show. Uh potash something that I would like to discuss further in the future as well. But now let's jump into Atlas Salt specifically. It trades on the OTCQB as R E M R F and on Canada's TSX Venture as Salt. For those unfamiliar with the company, uh, you, you've given us some tidbits so far, but maybe you could give us a bigger overview. Sure. It's a, um, it's a world-class deposit, um, 30 years minimum mining. We have a feasibility study that's, that's just around the corner 
that's going to be announced here next next couple of weeks. I I highly recommend that you look at that and you read it very carefully. <clears throat> it shows um, an interesting story, um, and uh, and and our story is just starting. It's not a complicated deposit, um, and I'm I'm uh, and it's actually. And, and we haven't talked about it before, but from what I've seen, from what <clears throat> I've looked at all over North America, this is one of the, uh, for me personally and financially, it was uh, an opportunity to get involved into something that is truly uh, transformative. It's a transformational opportunity, and uh, we're so excited to be here. Now, I want to talk a little bit about Great Atlantic becoming the first salt deposit in North America accessed through inclined ramps versus more costly vertical shafts upon potential production. For those unfamiliar with mining, could you talk about the difference between the two and why that's an important differentiator? Sure. So there's uh, uh, the reason we're doing down with uh, going down with the twin ramps, incline or declines, is um, it's shallow. It's it's relatively shallow. It's uh, it's it's uh, two three hundred meters deep. Um, um, cost wise, it's a fraction of a shaft. Um, uh, time wise, it's a fraction of sinking a shaft, and it uh, we just get better access quicker at a lower cost. Um, shaft sinking, which is my background, you know that's what I've been doing is sinking shafts and building mines for. For decades now, um, and and we're good at it. The uh, the the, the um, uh, you know the team that I'm putting in place, we certainly how to do that. Know how to do that. But we also know that uh, twin declines for for a shallow uh, deposit like this is absolutely the only way to go. And and that's what makes this property unique in comparison to a lot of the other ones. So the president of your company, Roland Howe, is known as Mr. Salt for his role in turning the Godric mine in southern Ontario into the largest underground salt mine in the world with NYSE-listed Compass Minerals. So talk to us about his role and your synergy with Roland, Mr. Salt. Sure. So Roland's the president, uh, as you said. He is um, the the serial optimizer, for lack of a better term, if you uh, and that's why he did so well at Compass. Uh, he inherited a mine at a fraction of the production, uh, uh, and and almost it pretty well doubled it after he put his fingerprints all over it with his team, of course. Um, and and my my forte, my background is building mines and assembling teams that's able to build mines. And our plan, and we're work, we're working with Roland all together, all of us as a team. And Roland is 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 part of the design team, and and is going to be part of the fabrication team. But our plan is to hand over the most sophisticated underground salt mine, bar none, in North America, and Roland's going to do his magic and optimize it. And, uh, and, and together, uh, it's, it's an absolute winning combination. Well, let's talk about near-term plans and catalysts for the company 
as a new CEO, I'm sure you want to put your stamp on Atlas, Atlas Salt as quickly as possible and uh, drive shareholder value. So what are the short-term plans for the rest of 2023? And maybe you could also speak to, to the longer-term plans as well. So we are going to have an announcement on a feasibility study just around the corner. So, so stay tuned for that. And that is a significant study. It includes marketing, prices, economics. It's basically a blueprint. Uh, and it's compliant 43101. So that's just around the corner. <clears throat> and, and it, it's interesting. Uh, uh, coupled with that in tandem, we are assembling the best team, um, bar none anywhere. And, uh, that, that will be, uh, uh, my second announcement is, is the build team and, and they haven't built one mine or two mines. They've built a multitude of mines, uh, between them three. Um, and that's what it's all about. I'm just a person, you know, Roland's another person. We need a, we need a team, an integrated team, um, uh, that have demonstrated and is able to build, uh, the best in class. And, and that's the, Second most important thing we got to put together um, between now and the fall. So that's 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 the plan. I've been working on it day and night. The team is pretty well assembled. I just got to uh, button things up and and uh, and uh, and then and then uh, that'll be the second announcement after uh, the feasibility study. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rick. Uh, before I let you go, do you have any final words you want to share about Atlas Salt with us? Yeah. The, the, um, so not only do we have a world-class um, uh, mineral deposit in a world-class jurisdiction uh, with a world-class deep-sea uh, uh, port at our disposal, the... Um, the timing is impeccable. Uh, the mines uh, in North America uh, from the current suppliers that you just mentioned, the private equity firms and, and any large public company are aging. Uh, this is, this will be the first mine in more than 20, 25 years built. This would be, and new, and it's not new, it's proven technology. Um, Updated technology. It'll likely, for an underground mine, be uh, one one of the lowest cost producers, if not the lowest cost producer. And it's to get into a market that demand is outstripping supply, and and it's a deposit with a minimum of thirty years. I think those are all winning combinations, and and very timely. This is one of the few times where. Uh, not only do we have a world-class uh, a deposit, mineral deposit, but the timing may not have may not be any better from what I can tell in recent history. So I think we, you know, everything's lined up. It, it'll be an interesting journey, and we certainly hope that uh, uh, that some of you join us uh, with that. So, well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rick. Um, Really appreciate you coming on and sharing your knowledge about salt and Atlas Salt. I will put a link in the description below for people who want to learn more about the company to your website and uh, looking forward to keeping updated on the company. 
Thank you, Jesse. Well done. Commodity Culture is a podcast that covers investing in commodities and natural resources. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to subscribe so you are always alerted of the latest episodes.